This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Tom Lee Hackey has become part of our morning prayers. I was a full-time nurse just lifting up a patient. A tractor trailer came up behind this, pushed us right through. Right off the bat, you just felt comfortable. I felt somebody had my back. He says, I'm going to do everything that I can do for you. You guys are amazing. I love you. Call Pond Lahaki Giordano, highly rated Philadelphia workers' compensation attorneys. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Presented by the law offices of Pond Lahaki Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of The Labor Show. We're live here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We shout out to all of our listeners tuning in, uh, as they always do, J. Doc, on a Saturday night. And we're not going to waste a lot of time uh, in the opening part of the show with chit-chat between uh, you and I. We're going to get into a conversation uh, that, uh, that, that, frankly, I am very excited about because this is an example. Example, J. Doc, of what our platform is supposed to be. We need to educate the public, and we also need to talk about uh, issues that are union specific, union related, and that's what we'll do tonight in hour number one. Absolutely, Joe, and, and I'm ecstatic also because we have one of the true giants of the labor movement here in America uh, on the line, and, and we're going to have a great broadcast. We'll be talking about organizing. You and I have talked about it with Pat Eiding, with a lot of our labor leaders, with the PRO Act and all those things. Well, one of the great organizing uh, opportunities and campaigns in America is happening right now. And obviously, Lynn Fox, who's, uh, who's our guest, um, is right at, at, right in the forefront at it. So we got a great show. Yeah, Lynn Fox is the international president, Workers United, manager of the Philadelphia Joint Board for Workers United, chair of the board of Amalgamated Bank. And we bring her into the program. Lynn, uh, we, we, we obviously want to thank you for being on the broadcast. We know you're really busy, but we want to welcome you to the show. Oh, hey, guys. It's great to talk to you again, really. I had such a good time last time I was here. And at that time, you know, Starbucks was just uh, a thought, really. Uh, Who knew it would blow up the way it has? But it's been nothing short of a miracle. So thanks for inviting us. I know we're going to have a couple other guests to talk later. So thanks. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I mean, um, uh, it it is such a big deal. And, you know, you know, a year and a half ago, the, 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 the first thing we talked about all the time when we started the broadcast was the PRO Act and the organizing, uh, the, the, the need and the life's blood for the labor movement uh, to organize. Now, like you mentioned, uh, Starbucks is at the forefront of that movement. Uh, and, and, and one of the things, and I'd like your thoughts on this, obviously with the new administration, uh, unions are, uh, you know, more popular than they've been in a long time okay and now we Mm -hmm. we see organizing efforts across the board do you think that's a big part of the sentiment in america and why uh individuals at you know the the starbucks and other uh you know other organizations are willing to take this shot 
Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. But I mean, obviously, I've given this a lot of thought. So has everyone in our union, I'm sure, in all unions. Um, I have a little bit of a bird's eye view with the partners. That's what they call the workers at Starbucks Partners, which is Uh sort of disingenuous. But um, they don't really have a voice at work. So that's been kind of interesting. But I get to talk with partners all across the country. They're mainly young people. Uh, a large percentage of them are college students or recent grads. Um, many of them were activated and politicized around our most recent presidential uh, election. So, you know, this is a group of people looking at the future, seeing a pretty bleak landscape, one in which they're going to suffer the effects of irreversible climate change, for which no real action is being taken, one in which they likely will be burdened by debt for the entirety of their lives, for which no real action is being taken. They will likely not own a home or they'll have difficulty saving or saving for retirement. And they see that there's a real question about the future of democracy in this country. So it's difficult for many of them to see a path to a bright, safe, happy future. Uh, But at the same time, they're also seeing that corporations like the one that employs them, Starbucks, and refers to them as partners, made record-breaking profits during a global pandemic and then quickly took away hazard benefits that they gave them for a minute and a half, like increased pay. You know, of course, the profits didn't disappear, but the benefits for those who worked did. So Starbucks workers, I think, are symptomatic of what's going on in this country, and they're unionizing in part because it's a concrete action they can do that can help them make real immediate change in their lives. Um, and I really think that's what's happening now in this country. Enough you, is enough. And, 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 you know, it's interesting because you look at the Starbucks, you look at the Amazons, you look at the Walmarts, and we talk about the wealth gap. And when they say the rich is, uh, rich is, all, is getting uh, richer and, 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 and obviously the poor is, is uh, falling behind every day, uh, when, when you look at that situation, nothing could be more true when it comes to these corporations. Uh, we all saw what happened with Amazon and the intimidation and all those things. And you can't even imagine why somebody would vote against themselves to form a union with, with some of those standards. Mm-hmm. What What is making this campaign uh, successful that didn't go on with Amazon? Well, um It's hard to put into words, but I think I could kind of give you the picture by saying this campaign is very unique. It's not like some traditional organizing campaigns. This is worker-led. It's very worker-centric. Partners reach out to partners. I mean, we've won elections in over 36 states, including activity we have. That's a lot, and I can give you the statistics when you're ready, but... We, are, we at Workers United, we guide the campaign, we're supportive of the campaign, we provide strategy and resources, but it's totally collaborative with the partners. They have their voice in this. We give them space to, to make decisions, uh, and that is really the magic of this campaign, and that's why it's captured the public's attention and the media's attention, because it's so organic. I mean, we don't make public statements the partners speak for themselves they speak from the heart it's the truth nothing is is uh, manufactured uh it's just very very authentic and um 
you know, I think also it's interesting because the partners actually love the company. I mean, they believed in the vision, um, but they just don't see it anymore. And they are really heartbroken that the company doesn't want to hear what they have to say. So it's been uh, quite a roller coaster ride. It really has. And I've seen things. I mean, look, I've been doing this a long time and I've seen a lot of union busting. And I thought nothing would surprise me. But I have to say, I've been surprised. It's amazing what some of these corporations are capable of. You know, J-Doc, we covered extensively here uh, on the labor show uh, the Amazon uh, scenario and some of the tactics mm-hmm. that were uh, that were going on uh, that were going on with that. Lynn, what kind of pushback uh, are the workers experiencing or the partners, uh, as referenced, experiencing from the corporation? Well, we're going to have a partner on, I think, after one of the breaks, and she's going to speak for herself. She's right out of one of the Philly stores. Um, and so I, I don't want to speak for her, but I can tell you overall it's, you know, what you might expect, which is, you know, cutting of hours, um, laying people off, firing people, you know, for being one minute late six months ago. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, for yeah, for behavior that never was... Um, you know, disciplined, let alone discharged, but they're really, you know, digging deep to find reasons if they think someone's a leader. Um, and then the latest thing they've done is closing stores. I, I don't know if you've caught that, but they're closing 16 uh, stores. They're not all unionized, but, you know, like even if you try to appear, quote unquote, fair, if it walks like a duck and cracks like a duck, I mean, yep. we know what it's all about, you know, so they're, So they're targeting it. I mean, we filed a complaint with the NLRB, but definitely the closures. Um, And then the the really despicable thing they're doing um, is they're offering benefits, extra benefits uh, to stores that are not unionized, claiming that they can't give it to unionized stores because the union won't let them. Well, of course, I'm sure the audience knows that's not true. And you know that's not true. I mean, a collective bargaining agreement, which, by the way, we don't have yet, is just a floor. It's not a ceiling. Um, but I just on Friday sent them a letter saying, don't worry, we waive our right to fight over that. You can give the unionized stores those benefits. So checkmate. Let's see what they do now. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty it's, awful. What, what, what's amazing is this. If you could, and I, and I know... Um, there are so many people out there that don't understand the benefits of being in a union because uh, obviously they may not be familiar with unions. And of course, often employers, uh, you know, bad mouth us and, and, and say terrible things. But I will say this. If you're listening right now, the difference, um, one of the differences in, in being a, the difference between being in a union and not is the difference of having a job or a career. Okay, when you have individuals that love their company as much as these individuals that love their jobs um, and, and not being able to sustain a career and being one uh, you know, minute away from getting fired when you walk in um, is a way big difference between that and, and, and having a lifelong career and being represented. So um, you know, I hope people are listening to this broadcast because um, they're in for a treat. Lynn. Yeah, and you know, I gotta, I gotta give these partners respect. I mean, they are brave, they are fierce, they are relentless in the pursuit of what they know is the right thing. And 
you can see it. They're inspiring workers all over the country. They've started a movement, and we get calls all the time. You know, we want to be part of Workers United. We want a campaign like Starbucks has. I mean, it really, um, you know, for us who have been in doing this a long time, it really is a sea change, and I'm just so proud of these partners. They're awesome people. Awesome. Lit- Lynn Fox is uh, part of our conversation, kicking us off uh, on hour number one of the Labor Show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Lynn is kind enough to be with us for the full hour of hour number one. Remember, we are live tonight, and we thank everybody uh, for tuning in. We'll get to our first commercial break, and we'll bring a special guest, two special guests, coming on after the break, back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here live on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause, one programming reminder, J-Doc, or J-Doc our union tour uh, continues next week. We spend some time in hour number one with Joe Williams. Looking forward to that conversation again. Absolutely, Joe. It's a, you, you know what a pleasure that is, and, and uh, to continue that throughout the summer is a big deal. Um, you know, uh, Lynn, you, you, you obviously uh, you, you talked about how special this campaign is. And there are literally thousands of people involved in, in, in the organizers for Worker United and obviously the partners mm-hmm. at, at Starbucks. Um, if, you know, we have uh, Alex Riccio and, and, and Maddie Levins coming on the broadcast, you could have chose anyone to come on the show. Uh, talk to us a little bit about who we're introducing right now. Sure. My pleasure. Well, Alex Riccio is an organizer. He's out of Philly. He works for Workers United, uh, but he is uh, a big part of the national campaign. Uh, And Maddie Levin is a shift supervisor at the 9th and South store. Um, I figured, you know, we'd uh, keep it local (laughs) out of respect for how tough Philly is. And Absolutely. they won their union represent. Yeah, we, we won their union representational, or they won it in May. Uh, she's been with the company for several years. Uh, even though she's called a shift supervisor, I just want your audience to know she's in the unit. Those are more like leads. Um, it's more the assistant store managers that would be supervisors and out of the unit. So I just kind of wanted to clarify that in case anyone was wondering. Um, but they're both awesome. They've been. You know, uh, you know, sleeves rolled up. I mean, and, and when you talk to Maddie, you know, she'll be able to communicate what she's had to withstand on a daily basis from this company. And, of course, Alex is helping partners all over the country, so he can certainly um, support what she's saying because it's happening everywhere. And, and so, uh, first of all, Alex and, and Maddie, welcome to the broadcast. We're ecstatic to have you on. I'm going to... Uh, go straight to Alex first and, and, and say, Alex, um, you've been organizing, I'm sure, for some time now. And talk about how special this campaign is and the people that you're dealing with on an everyday basis. Uh, it's definitely the most exciting campaign I've ever been a part of in my, my working life. So I could say that without hyperbole. You know, the campaign's really skyrocketed. I think folks sometimes don't realize that 
you know, back in August, we had stores in Buffalo filing, but it wasn't really until December after the first set of elections in Buffalo that everything just exploded on this campaign. So it's taken off so fast, it's hard to keep up with. And in the process, I've met tremendous worker organizers. I think that this campaign is going to live with me for a long time. So I, I can't really overstate how special all the relations have been made, particularly with folks like Maddie, even locally, too. But I've also had the pleasure of getting to meet folks, even in a remote setting, which has you know, been deeper relationships than you might have expected since we never even met face to face. Alex, let me Alex, let me uh, let me ask you to just dig a little bit deeper there, and that's a sure. big bold, that's a big bold statement uh, that you made in terms of referencing um, this campaign. How come? Well, I'm not shy from making bold statements, but you All know right. I've been doing this a little while, and I would say that one of the real special ingredients here is just how worker led the movement really is. I mean, it would have to be because it took off so fast. But at every single store, there's there's already leaders in the workplace. They take on all these tasks. They're building such a bottom-up movement that even in my own greatest fantasies, I couldn't have expected something to be so worker-led and just driven by the passion and enthusiasm of these workers on the ground. And, and so having said that, let me bring in uh, Maddie Levins. Maddie, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. And, and if you will, um, I mean, Lynn Fox and, and, and Alex uh, are talking about how special um, individuals like you, yourself are. I'd like to say this. Uh, where, where did you um, get the passion for it? And talk, talk about, you know, how this thing began and how everybody jumped on it uh, right from the get go. Well, I know I've been working for Starbucks for around five years, so I've seen a lot of what this company has to offer um, in terms of getting our union, everything organized and put together. Um, definitely seeing everything happen in Buffalo is very inspiring. And I was just waiting for everything to reach Philly. And when it finally did, like I jumped. And from there, it's just like everything has snowballed. Like to echo what Alex said, it completely took off. And it's, it's just so great to see people around the country come together and like, especially through a company that I've been a part of for so long and like made so many friends through, um, it's just really inspiring. And, and, and Maddie, what did you know about unions before this campaign started? Funny you should mention that. Um, I was actually a political science major, um, at Temple and recently graduated and so my knowledge of unions was definitely, like, already there. Um, I definitely knew about the process. I think the one thing that I wasn't sure of is just how to get other people involved, because I know how my feelings are with unions, obviously. Um, and um, But working with the campaign and working with other people made it really easy to start to talk to coworkers and get everybody involved, because in the end of the day, we all have the same... Um, we all have the same wants and needs and like can definitely bond together under something like this. Yeah. And it's interesting though, because when, uh, you know, they're obviously, um, you know, having the leadership and the, the, um, the, you know, the individuals that are willing to talk to um, the workers 
um, a lot of people, and you'll even, even in our friends in our daily life as members of unions, I still have people come up to me and say, uh, talk about the union, like we're all in the same one, right? And, yeah. it, you know, and so a lot of people, they don't understand it. It's a foreign concept. Um, and then when you start to educate them, uh, obviously on, on the benefits of being in the union, and, and it's a big deal. Talk about what it was like, A, communicating, putting together a leadership team, uh, and making the decision, uh, yeah, obviously you saw what, what happened in Buffalo, but then making the decision to do it and then go to the employees. Um, how was that? What was that process at the beginning? And, and how did, uh, you know, the individuals who weren't as knowledgeable about unions, how did they respond? I know I tried to take an approach that was more hands-off. I wanted to be like a, here's an idea here's the information that I have, but like, feel free to research and like come to your own conclusion. I did not want to be like a forceful hand. Um, and a lot of people like after talking to them and just saying like, Hey, you know, like if you look into this, it's definitely within our best interest to get this going. Um, a lot of my store came around and started to support it. And building a leadership team was kind of hard at first. Um, cause we did have to keep everything underground and my store is fairly small. Um, but once I got my partners together, it was, you know, we were all signing cards. I'd sign two, three, four cards a day um, just because we were all so excited to see what was going to happen. Maddie Levins is our special guest here, uh, along with uh, Alex. Uh, is it Riccio? Do I have that right? I want to make sure I get that correct, That's right. Alex. Yeah, okay. You got it. And- um, perfect. And Lynn Fox. Maddie, one last question for you. And Maddie is a shift supervisor at the Philly Starbucks at 9th and South. And then J-Doc will move it around and bring Alex back into the conversation. Maddie, one last thought, um, if you will. Um, what were some of the biggest objections or conversations that you had when you first started the conversation about uh, unionizing? I know a lot of people already had an idea about what a union was, like, especially being in Philly with our Jimmy Hoffa history. It's definitely something that, you know, requires tender love and care when you talk about it. Um, But after giving my partners the resources that I had and like the knowledge and expertise that I had, um, a lot of people, you know, came to the same conclusion. The one thing that did throw us off was definitely union busting from corporate. Um, that has been a challenge to deal with um, from threatening to take away benefits to just overall wasting our time with captive audience meetings. Um, it was really a struggle to power through those. And, and it's interesting. We'll bring, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Alex. Um, Alex, when you get brought into this process, obviously what the leadership uh, from the top uh, of Workers United, uh, Lynn Fox, I mean, you have a, a major professional organization um, who in many ways understands what to expect. How, uh, what are the first, what's the first thing you guys do when, when you get brought into a situation um, to understand these types of things are going to happen to the employees? Um, how do you prepare them? How do you address it? Yeah, I think it's with any organizing committee at any store, we talk really heavily about the concept of inoculation. So as Maddie was saying, you start underground, you don't like try to pull the entire store first before having intimate one-on-one conversations with people, you know, before you get the card signed and everything. At that underground stage, we talk about 
union busting playbook. And even though Starbucks has been extremely aggressive in their union busting, they're not clever. Like everything they say is straight out of the playbook that's been used for the past 50 years in union busting. So we know the script, we know the narrative, we know the tactics as much as possible. You know, my role is to help educate and teach the organizing committee what to prepare for, what's coming next. And when they hear it verbatim, it turns out that, you know, their scripts are pretty ridiculous and silly sounding when they know it's coming right out of the playbook. And then I tell that organizing committee that it's not just their task to learn it themselves, that they have to share that information with all of their coworkers before the union busting starts. So that's the best way you can kind of prepare, do like what we call inoculate. Mm -hmm. May I add something to that? Absolutely. Also, we have a national network of partners. They all communicate with each other. We are on social media, every, every type you can think of. They talk to each other. When they've been through it, they reach out to whoever's going through it now so they know they're not alone and what to expect and very, very supportive of each other. So that's another key, unique piece to this, I would say. Support system, absolutely. absolutely. Our number one of the labor show with J-Doc and Krause as we broadcast you live here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll take a short break. On the other side of the break, we'll continue our dialogue with Lynn, Alex, and Maddie back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. And we're back here live on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause, broadcasting to you live, as we always do, on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Great conversation going on right now. Lynn Fox, Alex Riccio, and Maddie Levens joining us tonight. J-Doc, hour number one. Remember, we're live here uh, into hour number two, which gets underway uh, after the top of the hour. Yeah, Lynn Fox, I, I wanted to uh, ask you and, 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 and uh, get your opinion on organizing uh, being the lifeblood of of the labor movement and what you mentioned a little earlier that you're getting uh, obviously a number of workplaces are are jumping on this is such a high profile successful campaign talk about it how it's impacting what's going on in america today in regards to organizing and the future of organizing yeah i think um you know it's a pretty historical uprising of young people and they're determined to rebuild and revive the labor movement. I think that the crushing of labor unions over the last 40 years has kind of returned our country to the time of inequality when young immigrants were inspired, you know, to take bold action. And that was like a hundred years ago. Um, You know, we can't change the past, but we can learn from it and we can change our future. And we need to make meaningful change to help workers be able to unionize if that's what they choose to do. And, you know, personally, I don't believe there can be true democracy without strong workers and strong labor unions. And, you know, maybe that's what this is about. I mean, I'd like to see that in my lifetime, that's for sure, especially those of us who have spent our professional lives fighting for workers' rights. It's just, heartwarming to see the discovery that the partners are going through and realizing, you know, that they can make the change. And for the first time in 
a really long time, I have hoped that there will be a next generation for the labor movement. And, and, and you know what's interesting, uh, you know, with the pandemic, um, they, they talked about when, when the end of the pandemic, pandemic unemployment came about, that, that, that uh, there'd be lines around the corner for jobs. And what we're noticing is low-paying jobs uh, where, you know, there's a, a, a major disparage in regards to the wealth gap are not popular anymore. And, you know, unionized, work, unionized workforces are, uh, they give people the opportunity at a living wage. Okay, so the, uh, you know, the, 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 the Walmarts, uh, the Amazons, all the, you know, these people now are, who, who are making all the money, okay, and, and have continued mm-hmm. to do so. Okay, people are standing up, watching what's going on with Starbucks and the campaign and the partners and, 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 and the absolute um, intensity and, and passion that they have for their jobs and, and having careers rather than jobs is so inspiring. Uh, it, and, and having said that, they're still getting pushback, uh, obviously, from the employers. Maddie, if you would talk about some of these uh, tactics that, um, you know, you know that, that, that the corporate office has, uh, you know, in, in, embarked upon in, in regards to fighting this, this movement. Um, so once we filed um, our petition with the Labor Board, um, at first, we didn't really see anything within that first month, but then we started having captive audience meetings, um, which was normally like one to two employees and then three people from upper management. Um, and every time we had these meetings, I can hear my district manager in my head just repeating the phrase, like, get the facts, like get the facts about this, get the facts about that. Um, we would ask questions. I mean, obviously I'd check in with my partners and be like, Hey, how do you feel? Um, but a lot of the times it was, you know, just trust us and here are yeah. our facts that we're giving you. Like, that's what you need to hear. This is what you need to follow. Like, these are our facts. Um, so why would you trust somebody else? And they made the concept of a union seem like a full entity that's completely separate from us and not <laughs> worker based, which was really funny to me. Um, so just yeah, it's the exact opposite. sitting through these meetings. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And, 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 and Alex, talk about, um, you know, when you're talking to uh, individuals in the organizing uh, effort uh, about, um, you know, the benefits of being in the union. And by the way, we're talking to the general public right now. Anybody who's wondering mm-hmm. what it would be like, um, you know, to, to, to have the benefits, the health coverage, representation, living wages, safety, safety standards, and, and the ability, the representation, by the way, is not to be understated. Uh, somebody can't just walk in the office. So we live in an at-will state, which means you can be fired for almost no reason. But if you're in a union, you get representation, uh, you know, on situations like that. That does not happen, number one. Number two, sexual harassment. A lot of those things that go on in, in, in unrepresented, um, you know, workplaces, these are things that, are, that, that us as union members, we get the, the benefit of having. Talk about that. Yeah, that list that you just detailed is exactly right on of all the benefits. And I think going back to what Lynn said, one of the biggest things is that unions are about injecting democracy in the workplace. This is what I usually share with workers. My perspective on it tends to be the workplace is one of the most tyrannical arenas and institutions in public life, and you have to deal with it every single day. So imagine just actually having a say and a voice on the job that would absolutely transform anybody's life. 
it's the complete opposite of most people's daily experience. Um, so that's what I talk about a lot. And I also, you know, I personally take classic labor slogans pretty seriously. One of the main ones I focus on and emphasize when I talk to workers is that an injury to one is an injury to all. Like this concept is really the foundation of all unionism is that we have to have each other's backs. Like it's all about solidarity. And what we're building in the workplace, what we're trying to change is not just wages and benefits and these improvements that really matter, but we're also changing our entire relationship with each other as workers. We're building solidarity that's going to last longer than than any single contract possibly could last. Absolutely. And I, and ironically, when I was a union iron worker working out in the field, um, a lot of un, non-union workforces, there used to be another saying, you're fired when you hit the ground if you fall and get injured. So, um, you know, you're right on point about that. When you hear brothers and sisters, you hear that in, in a union workplace. And so it, it, it's such a big deal, uh, uh, you know, what you guys are doing. I, it, it just, and it's so impressive. Uh, what is the status, Lynn, what is the status nationally of the campaign? Yeah, well, um, we have 191 stores that unionized. Awesome. Um, so far, yeah, so far across like 37 states, which covers about 4,400 people. And there are 95 more stores uh, waiting on their elections to happen. And then that doesn't include uh, in-progress stores that haven't filed yet. Um, there's a lot of those, too. Um, we have... It's basically an 85% win rate, um, and the ones that are being lost are where the company has just tortured the workers. Right. Um, we filed over 221 ULPs with the NLRB. We have nine complaints issued so far that are going to trial. Um, and right now we are building more on our national uh, direct action um, to demonstrate the full power of the campaign. But... You know, the secret to this is the partners do talk to each other and what lands in one part of the country also lands in another part. So we have some exciting things planned over the summer. Um, I can't really share much of it with you, but you'll be hearing all about it because one of the really interesting things has been how much the media loves this campaign. Yep. Um, And I think it does go back to the fact that it's truly organic. It's not contrived. You know, it's very, very unique, and they are really living it with the partners and giving incredible coverage, detailed coverage. The the reporters are really educating themselves on exactly what's going on, and I I don't have a bad thing to say. They have done an incredible job. I mean, you know, and and we talk about the media, Joe Krause and I. By the way, that's... We, well, that's you, definitely not always the case. Obviously not, but you and I stood. By the way, listen, the writers have a uh, a union themselves, as we know, the News Guild. And you and I were on Broad Street with a, you know, while they were on the picket line outside of Philly.com. Okay? And, and, and so it was a couple years back. But the bottom line is, is that with this, uh, obviously, with the Biden administration and the fact that they now talk about unions. You got a president who mentions the word union and talks about it, it, it in a positive sense. I think the sentiments in America are obviously, uh, you know, uh, much more pro union and young people. Uh, you know, you, you just heard Alex, the word solidarity. OK, um, you now have the opportunity to, you know, to, uh, to, to not only be a part of a brotherhood and a sisterhood, but to be a part uh, to have a career. 
And that's a, that's a total difference between, just like I said, having a job and having a career. What are the sentiments, Maddie? what are the sentiments of, of the employees, uh, you know, since you've won, your, you won the vote and, and uh, you know, to, to unionize? Uh, is there a sense of pride there? Do we have Maddie? Okay. Uh, so we may have lost. Matt, Maddie may have dropped off the lawn, but you can, you can ask well, Alex the Alex, same question. I think, yeah, I was going to say, Alex, you know, he's living this with the partners. He can certainly uh, talk about what he, what he witnesses. Yeah, uh, Alex, yeah. Uh, t- talk about that and, and the pride and the sentiments of, 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 the, of the team at the Starbucks uh, in, 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 in Philly uh, who won their election. Absolutely. I mean, people are definitely standing taller every single day on this campaign, especially after the elections. You know, anecdotally, I can describe many situations where I wear my Starbucks Workers United T-shirt or I'm with some of the workers together and we're all wearing our shirts. And it's like being a rock star. I feel like I'm in like huh. Motley Crue or something. Huh. Like I've walked down the street <laughs> and people are constantly... Maybe I should have described a cooler band, but I walked down the street and people are like constantly like stopping us, interacting with us. I was in Seattle not too long ago and we were doing this with, you know, some events with the workers there. And on the street, as we were walking to the event, we had like five different conversations with passerbys that just wanted to talk to us about the campaign. So it's like being a celebrity. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, and, and that's fantastic. And, and by the way, we have Maddie back on the program. Um, Maddie, we lost you for a second. We only got a, a couple minutes um, uh, till we go to break. But we, we we were asking the question: What are the sentiments of of, of the workers there now? Now that you've won your election, and, and the sense of pride um, to get you you know about getting where you are you are today. I mean, we're all we're all in this together, and it's always great to have people um, from. Different stores come in, just customers asking about um, us being union and our vote and congratulating us. Um, my sister, I actually got her involved out in Pittsburgh, and right now she's leading a strike at her store because um, she's also a barista. So my family keeps making jokes about us having uh, the state locked down from either end in terms of union organizing. So it's really good to see like the solidarity that we see from a bunch of different people. Maddie Levens is from uh, the, the local Starbucks at 9th and South Street, um, a shift supervisor. Alex Riccio, an organizer for Workers United. Alex and Maddie, thank you very much uh, for coming on. Lynn, we're going to hold you over as we take a break, okay. and we'll get some closing thoughts from you before we get to the top of the hour. We'll take a short commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Iron Workers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Back here live on The Labor Show, hour number one. Stay tuned for hour number two. One quick programming reminder. You heard the promotion. Jay Doc and I will be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m., with The Labor and Energy Show. Jay Doc, over to you. Final segment, brother. We've got about five minutes left. Yeah, Lynn Fox, uh, when you hear, when you hear an, an organizer compare um, you know, their job and what they do and their excitement to being in, uh, you know, like being a rock star and a member of, of, of Motley Crue, how does that make you feel? 
Well, you know, look, I think we truly, we're all in this, at least in, in Workers United. We're, we're all in it because we all believe in the same in the same goals. And it's so gratifying to hear Alex say that. I mean, we, we do truly love each other. We love working with each other. We hold each other up. We lift each other up. We commiserate when things go crappy. Uh, so I, I can't even express how, how wonderful it is to hear him say that. And I am so happy that I've been able to be a part of the experience that is changing lives. I mean, it really is I mean, when was when did you ever hear an organizer say that? I don't know. Maybe maybe the last one was Norma Ray in the South. Yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. And, <laughs> and, and and what we're hoping, obviously, that people on you know who are in these major um, organizing drives, uh, you know, workers um, see the you know the optimism and and the experience here. I mean, as as part of your you know your career, and you've been in this the movement mm-hmm. since you know almost you were born. Um, this, it, it, I mean, you know, with your family and, and, and your father and having said that, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, this, is this one of your proudest, um, you know, moments in understanding that, um, this is, this is national and it's going to impact so many other, uh, organizing movements. Yeah. I mean, no question. This has been life changing for me, for the partners, for the city, for the country. I mean, I would say, you know, look, there has to be a public referendum. What What is really rankling me is there has to be a public referendum on the issue of whether or not an employer has the right to interfere with its employees' freedom of association, freedom to unionize. I mean, in particular, you get these global companies, Starbucks, yep. Amazon, um, you know, I could go on and on, um, Apple, uh, they have unlimited resources. They should never be permitted to unlawfully and unfairly interfere with their employees' rights. Because what has happened is they do. The rules that were enacted 60 years ago under Section 7 of the National Labor Relations Act were meant to protect workers. But over the years, employers have figured out how to weaponize those laws against workers. And there is no accountability. There is no punishment when you finally get your justice, it's too late. The campaign's over. People have been fired. It's been lost. We're trying to change it so that justice happens in enough time to change the outcome of the election. And I think that's if people would just have their eyes open to that. And I think the media is covering it. They're getting it. The NLRB's hands are tied. They have a terrible budget. They can't process these cases fast enough. It's just the whole system needs to be revamped, and I just hope that I get to see that one day. But if it does happen, it's because these partners changed it. Absolutely, and and and, and Lynn, um, uh, one more one more question before you go, and and that is, if there are uh, individuals out there listening who are inspired by this conversation, um, and who are in workplaces and are interested in organizing. Um, how do they go about it? Who do they contact? Um, what's the process? Yeah, they can contact our office in Philadelphia. We'll figure out where we have a web, we have a Philadelphia Joint Board website. We have a Workers United website. You can put your inquiry, and in. we get them all the time. Ever since the campaign, our website is off the hook, so to speak. And actually, in Philly, because of this campaign, we have organized two other coffee chains, a bagel store. 
um, and the hits, you know, the the hits keep coming on our websites. And and I say that for Philadelphia, but it's the same for every other Workers United office across the country. It has really sparked some initiative and bravery among workers. Absolutely, and it's a one hundred percent confidential. So, listeners, no, Lynn, we want to thank you so much for oh, for, for joining us. And, and, and keep up the great work, man. You're moving mountains. Uh-huh. Hour number one of the uh-huh. labor show in the books here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We'll see you on the other side of seven. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey.